Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, this time of year, it feels like goat heads are everywhere, in your bike tires, your shoes, even on your pet's paws. Murphy Woodhouse from the Mountain West News Bureau tells host Emma Arnold about new research that could help in the battle against this invasive plant, plus how to become a weed warrior in your own neighborhood. It's Monday, August 14th. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Murphy. Welcome back to CityCast Boise. Hello. Great to be back. So we're talking goat heads, which I hate. They absolutely suck. They pop bike tires. They get stuck in my dog's paws. Have you had goat heads ruin your day before? Oh, yeah, for sure. The most prominent memory I have of goat heads is uh, I grew up in southeast Idaho, Pocatello, and Moab was a place that we often went to for uh, for vacations. But I remember like one particular trip. I mean, we, w- we went to, to ride like that was the purpose. That's why we went uh, one of the mountain bike capitals of the of the of the country. And I just remember one trip. Uh, we literally were unable to ride over the course of like about a week or something like that. Just like goat heads every single day flat. I mean, it just didn't work. So we didn't ride. I think anyone who rides in places where uh, where goat heads are present has has a story like that to share. Yeah, I rode my bike to school uh, starting when I was like 10 here in Boise. And uh, it was a constant battle as a kid. Like we tried everything. I did like the liners and the goo that you put in the tire, but pretty much every day or every other day I would have to come home and patch my bike tire. It was such an integral part of my childhood, patching my bike tire because of uh, these awful, awful little weeds. So for anyone who has been blessed to not run into these little awful invasive plants before, can you quickly describe them? Yeah. So I think like when people say goat heads, they're they're mostly referring to like the the, the tiny little devils that like actually like get into your tires uh, and 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 pop your like yeah pop your tires or 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 you know get into your your pet's paws. Um, but I, I I think like people are are at least certainly I was before uh, reporting the story are a little less familiar with like the the plant itself, goat head, or it's also known as puncture vine. Uh, it's like a it's like a flat snaking, viney, uh, invasive plant, and it forms these thick mats very low to the ground, right on the ground, and uh, and and it has, like, small, very dense, almost, like, fern-like leaves. Okay. But, like, what, what makes them a problem are their, are their fruits, which are these, these burrs that have, I think it's usually five lobes that eventually break into uh, what are what are really called nutlets. That, that's the thing that, that is ruining your rides. And then each of those uh, contains several seeds. Um, and they can they can sprout in just the most 
I mean, they, they like prefer harsh conditions. They like undeveloped, disturbed land, uh, hot sun, uh, places where a lot of uh, plants uh, uh, struggle. Um, and then they can also be viable for years. I've, I've read like up, up to seven years, a, like a seed can essentially be viable uh, to, to ultimately sprout. Um, so it's it's very much a worthy adversary. And I, uh, I when I was out with the research, I, I described them as the uh, as the as the xenomorphs of of the plant <laughs> uh, world for for sci-fi nerds out there. That's so funny because when you said puncture vine, I thought that sounds like a sci-fi plant and like from a movie like puncture vine. But also it is kind of a sci-fi plant because they really can grow anywhere and they can, like you said, the seeds can last forever. And they are everywhere around Boise, it seems like. Like I, I know we don't have it's not like we don't have any tools to fight them. But in the story you did for Boise State Public Radio, I was kind of surprised when you talked with a bunch of volunteers who go around and they just pull them up. Like, right? Like they just are yanking them up. Who are these angels that are doing this? Yeah. So, uh, so for part of the reporting, I just, I, I went out with a group called the, the Weed Warriors, as I understand it. That's, it's a, it's a formal city of Boise, uh, invasive, uh, plant removal effort. But I mean, while there are city staff out with those folks, that, that those are entire, mostly volunteer, uh, uh, led efforts. And yeah, when I, w- when I was out, it was a group of, uh, it was about a half dozen folks, mostly, mostly older people, all of whom just like really have quite deep personal <laughs> negative feelings <laughs> about goat heads. Is that effective? Like, is that the most effective method to just like go around and manually pull them? I mean, not, I'm not a big herbicide person. I'm glad to hear that they're not using a spraying a whole bunch in the foothills and stuff, but does that work? Yeah. So um, one of the interesting things that I that I recall from what uh, 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 Trevor Coglin, who's the who's the BSU uh, researcher, whose work we're going to get into uh, a little bit later, you know, like while they feel just absolutely ubiquitous, when they actually like went out and looked for these, studied the studied the abundance at, at randomized sites across the city, m- the vast majority. I mean, I think it was like like it was a very small percentage of sites that actually had goat head presence. So while like, yeah, getting hand tools and yanking them out may seem like, you know, like a, an uphill battle to say the least, they seem to think it works. And I, and I, I certainly don't know uh, science that would contradict the, the effectiveness of that way of going about it. Yeah, you mentioned this Boise State researcher that you talked to uh, who made it his thing to study goat heads. But what is he studying exactly? Yeah, so yeah, it's Trevor Coglin. He's a biology professor at Boise State University. And so back in 2020, he and his lab needed something to work on. And, and, and the way that Trevor put it to me is, you know, it's a plant that's causing a lot of harm to Boiseans, and Boiseans themselves clearly care a great deal about it. They generated random uh, uh, points around, across the city, uh, developed little plots, and then and then were just documenting rigorously the presence and absence of goat head. Um, and one of the things they found, you know, not terribly surprising, disturbed bare ground, uh, that increases the abundance of the plant. Uh, goat heads like, they like a hot, dusty patch of undeveloped disturbed ground. That's like, that's, that's their thing. But I think the the most important finding, certainly the one that I found most compelling, is that property values had the most potent impact on goat head abundance. And specifically, uh, the the lower the property value, uh, the the more abundant uh, the plant. And and as Trevor and his team of co-authors emphasize, uh, this this presents some very serious equity implications that I think are are really important to discuss. Yeah, let's talk about that because if lower property values correlate with higher likelihood of goat heads, what does that mean for the people who live 
live in like goathead hotspots. Yeah, so th- this this to me was just the most interesting uh, part of 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 Coglin's work. Uh, you know, bicycles they are an extremely efficient and affordable way to move around a city. Uh, but anyone who's dealt with goatheads knows how disheartening. But then also just like expensive like a new tube that's like seven bucks and those can like really really add up pretty quickly um especially when you're lower income and and so you know like like a city is or i i I think ought to be a shared space and i I think it should be concerning to anyone who cares about equity uh that full access to it um is, is is possibly being compromised uh for our neighbors who depend on bicycles to get around this finding you know it raises the obvious question as to you know why why are lower property values associated with uh, goat head abundance? They may be less prevalent in wealthier areas because residents just have more disposable income for yard maintenance, invasive weed removal, and landscaping, and that can deprive puncture vine. They also suggest uh, that you know much of the local invasive uh, plant removal work is done by volunteers, and and the paper also notes that that many volunteers tend to come from more privileged backgrounds, and as a result, you know that work could could focus on uh, higher income parts of the of the of the city and you know i th- i think that brings us to to what i find makes this work like just just very publicly relevant is that in it they actually generated a publicly available goathead hotspot map and so it's already being used to kind of help select sites uh, for removal efforts in a, in a city like boise with the, the network of roads and trails that exist here goatheads can get across the city in no time and so if 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 there are pro- like a a goathead problem in one place is a goathead problem for for all of us. So this is like really a shared situation, and if, and for neglecting uh, areas where they prevail, I mean, we're really just harming ourselves. In addition to all of the the very serious equity issues that Trevor and his team have have raised. Are these weed warriors? Are they using this research? Like, is it helping? You know, one of the student researchers, she like kind of goes out and scouts uh, promising places to send volunteers because, right, I mean, like vo- volunteer time is just is just like this precious resource, right? And so, yeah, she'll go out, find places where there's there's work to be done and then kind of like, you know, it's almost like a like send the send the forces here like this is the spot, right? I mean, this is this is something that can be replicated kind of really anywhere uh, where where goat heads are present, and and in fact, there has been some interest from other researchers uh, who who see exactly that 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 promise, like basically the promise of being able to more uh, just effectively target you know scarce volunteer time, right? I mean, this is you only have so many hours uh, from volunteers to work with. And, you know, of course, we have the annual Goathead Fest coming up, which is where the Boise Bicycle Project kind of, they've like playfully reclaimed the Goathead and used the event to raise like awareness about the weed. Do you think you'll go or like, does the name of it kind of turn you off at all now that you've done this story? Oh, I mean, uh, so I've never been before, uh, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I mean, seeing as I've made bicycle enthusiasm, you know, 30 to 50% of my my local brand, uh, I think it'd probably be a pretty weird (laughs) thing for me to... Yeah, you can't skip this. I think you can't skip it. Uh, maybe we can make you a, a paper mache goat head costume to wear is what I'm thinking. Uh, not committing. Not committing. Well, it feels like our hatred of goat heads is really something all of Boise can get behind. Uh, maybe the one thing we can all agree on. For sure. And and one one thing that I will say, I mean, like all of us have, you know, we figured out one way or another to, to live with goat head. One thing that, that has worked for me, and I know that other people do, I've always been too lazy to, to fully convert to tubeless uh, tires. But what I do is I actually just put the sealant in in my tubes. Um, and that seems oh. to have served me fairly well. I mean, some people may have some different thoughts about that, but... You know, 
I that that seems to work reasonably well. All right, Murphy, thanks for the tip. And we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Love coming on. Thanks again, Emma. Before you head out, here's the deets on Boise Goathead Fest this weekend. It starts Saturday at 11 in the morning with a bike parade. If you want to check it out, meet at Cecil Andrus Park by the Capitol a little before 11 to get settled in. The party really gets started at the stage at noon and ends at 5 with music, dancing, Lost Grove beer, and of course, bikes. We'll put a link in the show notes to register for the free event ahead of time. Okay, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Did you know that we have a sister newsletter? Subscribe to Hey Boise for a daily dose of news, culture, and events. Emma will be back in the host chair tomorrow. See you then. Mm -hmm.